When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. You know, I'm starting to think I was based at Camp Lejeune. (laughs) I'm starting to think I was based at Camp Lejeune and I'm entitled to compensation. Every time I turn around, looks, I feel sorry for anyone who was there and got sick because you were drinking the contaminated water. I get it. I know that uh, the Camp Lejeune water contamination impacted thousands of families who were dedicated to serving the country. And I realized that uh, access to medical care for Camp Lejeune water illnesses was finally granted to all veterans for qualifying medical conditions in 2012. But what happened? Why am I seeing ads everywhere now from different attorneys saying, hey, contact me if you were at Camp Lejeune. I realized that there was the Camp Lejeune Justice Act. So is there like billions of dollars that attorneys are getting for filing your case because you were at Camp Lejeune? I actually do know a couple of people that were at Camp Lejeune during their time in the military. And so I hope that I hope that they get something for it. I don't want them to be sick. I hope that their illnesses were not brought on from contaminated water at Camp Lejeune. But every time I turn around, I see an ad for Camp Lejeune. Were you at Camp Lejeune? You may be entitled to compensation. Contact me. I'm a better attorney than that guy over there. It's got to be. It's got to be just billions of dollars. And so I'm starting to think, (laughs) I'm starting to think I was at Camp Lejeune. Anyway, (laughs) welcome. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. Listen, I know that the world is on fire. I know that we have stories all the time that uh, cover politics, and I just I just find myself saying I can't. I just can't. That's why I do chewing the fat to take me away from some of this stuff. I know China has opened up police stations in the U.S. and Canada to monitor Chinese citizens. Uh huh. I know that uh, Canadian police were found uh, as part of an undercover operation in America at an American gun show. Uh, monitoring, you know, Canadians. Uh-huh. I know that uh, Ukraine has filed for uh, an accelerated application to join NATO. Just, uh, you know, pushing us into World War Three. Sure, our billions of dollars is just not enough for Vladimir Zelensky. He wants to get us completely involved in World War Three. I know that the Supreme Court begins its new term today. For those of you listening live, it is October 3rd, 2022. Uh, I get it. I get that we have uh, we have the new Supreme Court Justice, uh, Kintanjay 
Brown Jackson, right? Katanje Brown Jackson. Yes, that's her name. The first black woman to serve on the high court. I get it. I know that we have uh, Supreme Court Justice Elena Kagan saying uh, the three justices appointed by former President Trump. It just doesn't look like law when, you know, the new judges appointed by the new president come in and just start tossing out the old stuff. Yeah, when they realize that we just have to follow the Constitution, Elena. I get it. I get it. The world is on fire. But I just, I find myself, uh, I just can't. I, it just drives me insane. I, I'm tired of being angry all the time. I, I know that you are too. And I know that we have to be ready to fight. I get it. But I just, I just find myself, I, I can't, I just can't. I mean, I would rather see the uh, ad from Sarah Silverman and Uber One, which is actually, you know, kind of funny. I'm not a, I'm not a fan of Sarah Silverman, but I don't hate her. And she does an ad for Uber One and, uh, you know, why she joined Uber One. And then she promotes this bignaturaltoes.net, you know, saying that she could lose her job and she'd have to go back to selling uh, videos that were pictures of her feet. How would I even do that anyway? And then she drives everybody to bignaturaltoes.net. Well, I mean, of course, I, being me, have to go to bignaturaltoes.net. Holy crap, you actually typed in bignaturaltoes.net? <laughs> Pervert! Well, you're here now, so you should probably get something from it. Here's a, a big natural discount on Uber One. Enjoy it, sicko. <laughs> I mean, that's really funny. That's a good, that, that's a funny bit. That's a funny bit. And just so you know, her noise there at the end was her pretending to be the blender, uh, the blender noise. You know, she had turned around like she was going to turn it on, but didn't and made the ee. That was just her pretending. Her actual sound effect was better than mine. I mean, that was my first try. I don't know how many takes she had. Anyway, just when you think things are okay and you think, you know what? Uh, in a chess, we talked about the chess world being uh, rocked with cheating allegations and how he was supposed to have some butt plug and it was supposed to vibrate, tell him what moves to make. Okay, if you say so. Yeah, all right. Well, now we have controversy in the sport of competitive fishing. I know. You think, oh, how can you cheat at competitive fishing? Well, what you do is you put <laughs> lead weights in the fish so they weigh more, and then you win the prize. So on Friday, a competitive fishing tournament in Cleveland, and you don't want to you don't want to mess with the competitive fishermen in Cleveland. Uh, the two anglers were found to have loaded up five fish with lead balls and other items, adding eight pounds of total weight. They were immediately disqualified, stripped of the $30,000 prize. And when you watch the video, these other fishermen are so pissed. They're lucky that they didn't take them out back and stone them to death, man, with those weights that they put in the fish. It shows them cutting open the fish, and they pull out the lead weights, and they pull out uh, other little fillets inside the fish that aren't part of that fish. <laughs> That's not funny. That's not funny. You don't want to mess with the competitive fishermen. And really, I mean, come on now. That's a lot of money. I don't know how much. I mean, if you go back and see how much money this guy or his team won over the years, 
I mean, there's no way to prove that uh, he cheated in those other events, I don't think. But it's certainly this guy has done competitive fishing, right? I mean, there's no way they can let him or his team back in to fish because you just can't trust them. And, I don't, you know, no matter what, you just, <laughs> you just can't trust them. He's putting lead weights inside the fish. <laughs> you can't trust anything anymore. It's just, it's a sad, sad, sad state of affairs. Man, when you cannot trust the world of competitive fishing, and the men who are in it, and women, and whoever they them, whoever is fishing, sorry. And uh, you can't trust them, to be fair, and uh, weigh the fish that they catch without stuffing them full of lead balls and other items. I mean, is there nothing sacred anymore? No, is the answer. There is nothing sacred anymore. I watched the video of all the other fishermen, man. They were ready to drag this guy out back, man. I'm surprised it did not happen. That's for sure. The head guy actually was a calm guy. He said, I don't want anything to happen to him. Uh, he just, he told the guy to leave, just leave. And he just stood there obviously. And I guess he left. I guess he's still alive, but, uh, that was, that was a good move to try to calm some of those fishermen down because uh, those guys were pissed and rightfully so rightfully so. Come on now. You just cheating to win a fishing contest of 30,000. I mean, I guess it makes sense. Money over everything, man, even for those bastard fishermen. Interesting how they finally got caught. I guess they had been winning uh, tournaments and uh, throughout the past couple of, I don't know how long ago, but uh, their fish always weighed more than what they looked like. So I guess finally somebody said, hey, why don't we check those out? Then as I'm reading more about it, people are pissed that the fish died. Okay, so are, are we pissed that they cheated to win the prize, or are we pissed that because they cheated, the fish died? Come on now, they're fish. I know we're supposed to, you know, we're supposed to throw them back, and it's a wonderful thing, and, you know, we this, these tournaments we catch and release, but uh, they're fish, okay? They're fish. I would guess that we're going to see a Netflix documentary on this, within a couple of years, uh, the great fish scandal. And, uh, how do we know? How do we, maybe we'll find out in the documentary if these fish actually just ate the lead balls. <laughs> we don't know. I'm just asking questions. I don't know. I mean, it could have just happened. Maybe it was, they were fortunate enough as anglers to catch the fish that had swallowed the lead balls to win the prize. Cause you know, Anytime there's so many lead ball jokes and I'm just going to let them go because I almost went down the lead ball joke road and I'm just going to pause. I stopped the car and I'm just going to stop. <laughs> I'm going to stop here and put the car in park and uh, head to the break room so I don't go down the lead ball joke road. All right, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink desperately. So I see where Kim Kardashian uh, had made a post that said, are you guys into crypto? Question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark. This is not financial advice, but sharing what my friends just told me about the Ethereum Max token. 
A few minutes ago, Eurethia Max burned 400 trillion tokens, literally 50% of their admin wallet giving back to the entire Emacs community. Hashtag Wemacs, disrupt history, hashtag Eurethia uh, oh, Max, hashtag uh, WTFE Max, hashtag GOP Max, hashtag Eurethia Max, hashtag add ad with a swipe up yeah uh, well apparently uh the rules say that she not only has to say that it's an ad but she has to disclose how much she was paid for pr- promoting it on the post really weird but you know i guess rules are rules so she was paid two hundred fifty thousand for that uh <laughs> Uh, I will I will post uh, something about Eurethia Max for 250000 There's no doubt. I don't blame her for that. However, according to the laws, she was supposed to say, hey, I was paid $250,000 to tell you guys this. So the SEC has fined her $1.26 million. Well, they that's the deal they settled on, okay? The SEC were, was going up against her saying, uh, you failed to disclose to the public. That you were paid two hundred fifty thousand, um, so she said it wasn't financial advice, and she said that it was a hash- she hashtag added it ad, but they worked out a deal. She has to pay one point two six million dollars in fines, and uh, she and to, she's to refuse crypto promoting jobs for three years, and she's just happy to have the issue resolved. Are you? <laughs> I'm sure that she is. But uh, remember that, uh, you know, when you see when you see those damn celebrities promoting things about cryptocurrencies, <laughs> I mean, the federal securities laws are clear in that if a celebrity or any other individual who promotes a crypto asset security, they've got to disclose the nature, source, and amount of compensation they received in exchange for the promotion. Now, investors are entitled to know whether the publicly publicity of a security is unbiased. And Kardashian failed to disclose this information. She put ad on there. And if you, for an instant, I mean, she, that's a pretty good case for her. If you think that her, as people believe that she knows about, whatever, 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 whatever. She put ad on it, but she didn't disclose that she made money off of it. Now, if you think that... Kim Kardashian is posting something on her Instagram about cryptocurrency and not getting paid for it. You are sadly mistaken, but she didn't say it. So damn her. Oh, and everyone who isn't a homophobic weirdo should go see bros. Okay. You will have a blast and it's a special and uniquely powerful to see this particular story on a big screen, especially for queer folks who don't get this opportunity often. I love this movie so much. Go bros. That was a tweet from actor Billy Eichner who stars in uh, bros, the new comedy, but uh, nobody went to see it. Well, I say no one. It did. uh, It did earn $4.8 million this weekend. Uh, so, uh, which means that nobody wanted to go see it. Nobody thought it was going to be funny. Nobody thinks that the, the first gay romantic comedy released by a major Hollywood studio is worth seeing. But if you didn't go see it, you're a homophobic weirdo. So that must be me. I must be a homophobic weirdo. I'm not though. I just want movies to be good. That's all. And I heard nothing good about this movie at all.
Uh, well, I take that back. It was embraced by critics uh, when it debuted at the Toronto Film Festival. But uh, the audiences, I guess, liked it when they went to see it. But they expected uh, maybe that it would earn between 8 and 10. And it didn't even make 5. So... Will that mean that the movie theaters will stop making gay romantic movies? I'm sorry, gay romantic comedies? Probably not because they would be listed as homophobic weirdo movie studios. and Nobody wants that. I see where The Walking Dead is auctioning off some of their props, official props. Uh, AMC Networks and Golden, the leading marketplace for collectibles and memorabilia, are auctioning off more than a hundred uh, iconic props from the first ten seasons of The Walking Dead ahead of its show's final episodes. Now, the, the very first of the final eight uh, aired last night on AMC, and normally there would have been a Talking Walking Dead episode uh, posted here under Chewing the Fat today. But uh, my son and Jason Buttrell are, you know, have scheduling conflicts. So we will have a new Talking Walking Dead uh, coming up uh, this week uh, based on the latest episode, episode uh, 17, uh, season 11, episode 17, the final, the first of the final eight. Uh, kind of a, you know, happy, sad time. And uh, we'll also talk about some of the other shows that aired uh, over the summer, uh, you know, between uh, we did do Fear, uh, Talking Fear, but there was another show called uh, Dead in the Water. And they did six episodes of Tales of the Walking Dead, different uh, separate stories. And they were pretty good. I enjoyed most of it. But anyway, we'll talk about that as well in the next Talking Walking Dead, which should be uh, ready on Wednesday of this week. Today is the 3rd, so that would be October 5th. And then look forward to it on uh, on every Monday for the next uh, for the next 7 weeks as we wrap up The Talking Dead, I mean The Walking Dead and The Talking Dead. Talking, walking, dead. Uh, just, uh, you know, kind of bummed about it. But they're selling off all the stuff. They're selling off Daryl's motorcycle and Negan's Lucille bat. I have one that's a replica that they sent me, uh, which is really cool in the box and everything. Uh, they're selling off Michonne's uh, sword. They've got Rick's shirts and Rick's guns. It'd be kind of cool to have some of this stuff. <laughs> uh, it'd be really cool uh, to have some of this stuff. So if anyone would like to, you know, maybe go to the Golden website and bid on anything that's part of the Walking Dead merchandise and then, you know, donate it to Chewing the Fat and, uh, you know, Talking Walking Dead, that would be great. And I would, you know, thank you very much. You can let me know on Twitter. You can DM me at JeffyJFR. You can message me on Facebook or Instagram, Jeff Fisher Radio. You can email me. Chewing the fat at theblaze.com. You can, you know, maybe message me on YouTube with Chewing the Fat. Uh, or, you know, you can't, you can message me on Cameo, but really, you know, that's a charging site. And, you know, you can request a video from me on Cameo. That's not free. The rest of the stuff that I mentioned is all free to you today. <laughs> that's a Cameo, though. It's going to cost you money, okay? 
And I'd like to thank David for emailing the show, ChewingTheFatAtTheBlaze.com. Now, you know the rules that if you are a subscriber to Chewing the Fat, if you are have your headphones in and someone says, hey, what are you listening to? Your answer has to be Chewing the Fat, whether it is or not. I know you're going to listen to other stuff. Everyone does, and along so do I. But if you have your headphones in and someone says, hey, what are you listening to? Your answer has to be, as a subscriber to Chewing the Fat, you're listening to Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. That's part of the rules of being a subscriber. Look, I, you know, I don't make the rule. Well, actually, I do. Uh, you know, those are just the rules. So, I mean, that's the way it is. But uh, we also have some uh, people who in the past have been issued CTF ambassadorships around the world and throughout the country. We uh, have an ambassador in South Africa. We have ambassadors from separate states set up. And I wanted to thank... Dave, who, David, uh, who emailed the show saying, Hey, I want to be a, uh, an ambassador from the state of Arizona. And he's showing me the importance of how cool it is. He says, if anyone asks what I'm listening to, I say chewing the fat and, uh, you know, his, his new vanity license plate to prove that he can become an ambassador to chewing the fat uh, says CTF and it says show and it says the number 9263 which is an Arizona license plate and it says CTF 9263 and he believes he wants me to believe that that's the number of people that he's influenced to listen to the show I mean that's as far as he knows and I really appreciate it very much and he said that he wants to be granted ambassadorship <laughs> with uh, you know normal pay and benefits and uh, that's you know the way it is so as when he wants to become the ambassador of the great state of Arizona and then he sent a picture this is where he made the mistake he made the picture uh, he sent me the picture of the plate uh, it's uh, you know good through January of 24 and, this, and it looks as though it's uh, you know it, it is an Arizona Grand Canyon State license plate and the you see CTF nine two six three, but uh, <laughs> it's almost worth giving him an ambassadorship for this just for his his effort. Uh, you know, I'll give him an E for effort because uh, the plate is actually CTE9263, but he's taken a little piece of tape <laughs> and put it over the bottom uh, leg of the E so it looks like an F and it looks like CTF9263. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm sure that if they one were to get pulled over uh, with that, you would have to, you know, you would get a ticket for that, <laughs> which I, which I'm loving. Now, if you can prove to me that you've been on the road with that little piece of tape and you're out promoting CTF nine two six three, the ambassadorship is all yours. But I do love the effort, so I'm giving you an E for effort, but the ambassadorship is going to be put on hold right now. <laughs> Very funny and nice try.
Well, who died today? Who died today? Dan Whedon, uh, advertising icon behind Nike's Just Do It campaign, has died at the age of 77 years of age. He, no cause of death, uh, was given. He died uh, with his wife at his side in Portland. His uh, ad agency uh, became one of the most recognizable, you know, helped uh, Nike become one of the most recognizable brands on earth with Just Do It, which, you know, first aired in 1988. Wow, incredible. So uh, he was a pretty amazing kind of guy. His, you know, had kind of an offbeat work culture kind of guy. Definitely Northwest uh, culture kind of guy. Uh, the, it's, he used to hire people with, uh, you know, without traditional advertising backgrounds. He was a writer at heart and he said, uh, my intention is never to create a huge advertising agency, but rather provide a place where people could do the best work of their lives. Oh, okay. And so he, uh, he famously said that he would never sell his agency. In fact, he transferred ownership into a trust before he died in an effort to ensure that the Wheaton uh, Kennedy would remain an independent indefinitely. So, uh, Dan Wheaton, dead at the age of 77 years of age. Also, pro wrestler, politician, hostage negotiator, Antonio Inoki has passed away at the age of 79. He was, uh, you know, revered in uh, Japan, uh, being said to never be afraid of a challenge. He uh, fought Muhammad Ali. He had uh, uh, negotiating the release of hostages with the Iraqi government. He was often called the fighting spirit that burns. He had a rare disease called amyloidosis. Amyloidosis. Amorphophallus. No, that's not what it is. Amyloidosis. Yes, that's what it is. Amyloidosis. Yes, that's what it is. So that's what he suffered from. And uh, his achievements both in professional wrestling and the global community are without parallel and will never be forgotten. And that's what he is known for. Uh, He was born in Yokohama, Japan in 1943. So uh, Antonio Inoki, dead at the age of 79. Also, uh, at least 125 people uh, dead, un- unnamed, and hundreds more were injured, but this is who died today. So, at least 125 people, uh, unnamed and unaged, uh, were uh, killed in a stampede, a human stampede, in a soccer game in Malang, Indonesia. Uh, you know, on the eastern side of the island, you know where that is. Uh, the eastern side of the island of Java. It's right there. And uh, so apparently fans grew violent and rushed the field after the uh, team lost its first home game in 23 years. I'll teach him. I'll teach him to lose. <laughs> so uh, police responded with tear gas. And uh, <laughs> that's not supposed to happen at uh, the soccer games, but so what? Uh, five police cars were set ablaze. Fans, uh, <laughs> police were spraying fans to dispel the rioters. It was not a fun time to be there. Also, uh, the stadium was at 110% capacity. Oh, so a little full. 
and uh, probably shouldn't have had that happen. So uh, I don't have to look into that, but 125 people died. That's really, really sad. And so this is the second deadliest in modern day history, uh, 1964, a stampede in Peru uh, ended with 324 deaths. Wow. Okay. So, <laughs> uh, pissed off soccer players. No. Well, I mean, they were probably mad too, but really it's pissed off soccer fans. <laughs> 125 of them. Well, there were more than 125 pissed off fans, but only 100. And, I can't do this the whole thing. I mean, 125 people died. <laughs> That's incredible. Just angry soccer fans stampeded. 125 of them dead. Now, he didn't die, but he is sick. A Ringo Starr, who is 82, by the way. And if you look, if you looked at yourself right now and went, Ringo Starr, who is that? Yeah, he was a member of the Beatles. So relax, okay? It was a band called The Beatles. Uh, he had a sold-out concert, of course. I mean, Ringo's playing somewhere. It's going to be sold out. In uh, the Mystic Lake Casino in Minnesota. And man, who doesn't want to go to shows at Mystic Lake Casino in Minnesota? Sold out. And it was Ringo Starr and his all-star band. Get it? <laughs> uh, so apparently he was sick, had something to do with his voice, and he canceled the show. We're sorry, uh, you know what, uh, the performance is going to be, you know, postponed. We'll get you a new date, but you know, you got refunds if you want it. And so just get over it. Okay. <laughs> I'm sick. I don't have a voice and I'm 82 and I'm Ringo star. So sorry about it. <laughs> uh, okay. But I mean, that's not good. Uh, Ringo still, when you're 82 and you're starting to get sick, still performing though. That's awesome. Uh, and we also have to worry about a new Ebola-like virus that lives in African monkeys and is poised for spillover into humans and could cause the next pandemic. That's what the studies say. It's not me saying it. It's what the studies say, okay? It's a virus most commonly found in monkeys, and apparently it's able to latch onto human cells. So it's an Ebola-like virus... It was first sequenced in monkeys in the 1960s. Oh, good. Internal bleeding, fever, and sometimes death. Yeah, use it sometimes. Sometimes if you have internal bleeding and a fever, eh, you're going to die. <laughs> it lives in African monkeys, by the way. It's the simian hemorrhagic fever virus. I feel like we have talked about the simian hemorrhagic fever virus before the old... SHFV causes devastating Ebola-like symptoms. Okay, now it, it uh, kills virtually every primate and infects. Not all of them, though, but almost all. <laughs> it hijacks the immune system. Oh, man, we don't not let this jump into humans, please. I mean, right now, no cases have been detected in humans. So let's not, let's not give us a spillover. All right, you see a monkey, you see an African monkey that's got simian hemorrhagic fever, let's put it down. Let's end its life and let's burn it. Let's get rid of these right now. I don't want to hear your, we need to study it. No, we don't. No, we don't. Oh, look, 
Is that a little African monkey that has simian hemorrhagic fever virus? It is! And then walk away. We don't need to test it and then just walk away, throw a match on that bad boy and let's burn it all. We do not need any of that jumping over to humans. Okay? Uh, I don't need any virus that's attacking my immune system, disabling any key defense mechanisms and breaking down uh, my body by cell by cell. Don't want it. Uh, when you see the African monkeys that have it, that are infected with the old SHFV, they need to be then, <laughs> they need to be infected with the B-U-L-L-E-T. Let's talk a little bit about houses of the hoity-toity, shall we? I saw a big story. We've talked about this mansion before called The One in uh, Bel Air, California, in the hills of Bel Air. And it's, uh, you know, this huge $141 million home known as The One. Uh, it's considered the largest modern home in the country. I, I feel like the $141 million was, that's what they finally got for it. But they originally were asking, you know, a couple hundred million for it. Uh, but the story is not just about the one. It is, you know, they, because that, I mean, the one in and of itself uh, has, uh, you know, a bowling alley, the pantry, the movie theater, the candy room, the guest house, 4,000 square foot guest house, by the way, a sky deck with cabanas, nightclub, first full service beauty salon and spa, 21 bedrooms, 42 full bathrooms. I mean, it is amazing and it is beautiful no question about it and you know i'm happy for you to live there i i, I know that it's you know a hundred thousand square foot home <laughs> and uh, i got it i mean i'm talking about you uh, but what the story is about is how much it costs to keep it going as far as energy right uh, not let alone uh, the upkeep on the outside and the interior, by the way, just the upkeep, but just the energy that it takes to get this house going. I mean, you consider about air conditioning, uh, appliances, machines, pool filters, pumps, water fountains, elevators, refrigerators. I mean, and California is out of power, right? And there, remember we did the stories where people are getting fined for using too much water. So now we're going to be close to, uh, you know, people, uh, you know, using too much power, right? They're going to shut it down. There's no question. And so, uh, you know, when they talk about how much it costs to, you know, keep the, the one going. So you're looking at uh, about $50,000 a month and that's just energy. And I bet you it's probably more than that. I would bet that that is probably uh, 50000 a month running. And that's obviously, you know, they're giving an estimate on running everything, right? Because they're talking about, uh, well, you know, we sold it and we figure it's going to be about 27000 a month. Oh, okay. <laughs> Did you think that you were going to air condition just one level of the house? Uh, well, some of the pool filters not going to be running. <laughs> Because they said that this house has would need, and I don't know that it has, but it would need, according to one contractor, 50 HVAC systems. 
So that seems to be using some draining some power. You pretty much need your own grid uh, at that point, which, you know, it very well may have. But uh, it's just amazing. Yeah. Oh, I see where it, it, I said a couple hundred million. I'm sorry. It was originally listed at $295 million. That's right. And then uh, it went bankrupt. So they got they got the deal for $141 million for the place. But good luck running it. No way. Uh, you're not You're not running it. Uh, $50,000 a month energy in California? Yeah. That's not going to happen. I mean, maybe you have your own, you have your own grid. Maybe. Uh, good luck. Good luck. God bless. And I also see where Harry and Meghan, speaking of houses of the hoity-toity, they've had enough with Montecito. I don't blame them. Uh, apparently they're looking into a new place <laughs> called Hope Ranch. And it's about 10 miles away from Montecito. And they apparently their living quarters now is just, they can't do it. Uh, they can't do it. So they're looking at this new Hope Ranch, which gives, uh, which has a, you know, members only country club and golf club. It also includes tennis courts and picnic grounds and equestrian trails. So Montecito isn't, uh, isn't safe enough for Megan and Harry. I, I guess not. Uh, the place, most of the places in Hope Ranch go for about 20 million. Now they spent, I think, I feel like 14 million on the, on the, uh, almost 20. Yeah. 19.25 million on the Montecito place. And I mean, they were worried about crime. I guess there was a couple of break-ins and I know they had some wild animal issues going on, <laughs> but when you, their real reason for moving out of, uh, moving out of Montecito, uh, well, yeah, they saw, talked about this as 14.7. Why did that say 19 million? They didn't spend 19 million on the Montecito place. They spent, it says here, leaving the 19 million Montecito, but they only purchased, they purchased it for like 14.7. Anyway, yeah, because it has 7.4 acres, um, 19,000 square feet of living space, nine bedrooms, 16 bathrooms, and a detached guest house, two bedrooms, two bathrooms. And they the story talks about it being fourteen point seven. So why did this? Why did they lead it off with nineteen million? I, I mean, maybe I mean, I'm sure it's worth that by now, but uh, it's getting too tight. It's, uh, you can't you can't be expected to live in that place now. They've got, I've got two kids. You've got Harry and Megan and the two kids. You can't be expected to live in that place. That dump in Montecito. They've got to move up the up the road a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> get away from Oprah, get away from Ellen, get away from the rest of those Montecito uppities. I've got to move into this more private neighborhood of Hope Ranch and, you know, spread out a little bit. And I one thing, they still own the uh, Frogmore Cottage that the Queen gave them in England. I guess that's their England home. So good for them. They still have that. I know they wanted to move back into Windsor Castle at one point, but the Queen had given them the cottage. And so they still live there. I mean, well, they don't live there. I mean, they still have that place. So, you know, it was still there even after they stepped away from their royal duties. And uh, they let uh, they let somebody stay there for a little while, but it's still their place. So Harry's trying to make right, I think. They're looking to postpone the Netflix series. They're asking to... Uh, slow it down a little bit. They're saying that uh, they want to stall the Netflix series. They're looking to remove barbs at Charles and William. Yeah, 
Uh, we'll see. Harry's trying to get back in, and you know Megan is having none of that, man. He's trying to get some of the stuff out of the book now. He's trying to get some out, something out of this Netflix series. Because <laughs> uh, if some of this stuff happens, uh, they're, they're not going to get back. Harry's going to have to go back uh, with bent knee once he and Megan break up. And it's not going to be pretty. And, uh, you know, I, I almost, and again, I it's almost, I almost feel sorry for him. Did you see the Donald Trump Jr. videos in Malibu uh, partying, stripping naked, dancing with hookers, uh, having group sex, and he rented a place for uh, $4,140 a night and uh, brought in a bunch of hookers and uh, was uh, going down the water slide naked. He invited prostitutes and had parties and they show one picture where he had a jar of marijuana nearby. That wasn't the only drugs available. I'd be willing to bet money on that. So, oh wait, oh wait, I'm sorry. That's, gosh darn it, that wasn't Donald Trump Jr. That was Hunter Biden. What am I thinking? Oh, then never mind. <laughs> Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.